Yurt. What's happening, everybody? Hope everyone is well. It is I, the hostess with the most, is Jonathan, a.k.a. Them Kids Daddy. And this is another episode of So What Y'all Think, a.k.a. the most inconsistent podcast that you probably don't even listen to. I hope everyone is well out there. Uh, Just first and foremost, I do appreciate everyone that has listened to the show, has left comments, uh, giving me feedback, giving me any topics to discuss and stuff like that. So shout out to all you guys, man. You know, give yourself a nice little pat on the back because you are appreciated. Um, Yeah, man, so we're going to jump right into it. You know, I got a few things to talk about. And let me let me go through my notes. Yo. All right. So. I posted a picture of it on my Instagram earlier this week, but if anybody has ever been to Las Vegas or just any anywhere for that, I did some reading on it and found out that it's not just happening in Las Vegas. But if you've ever been somewhere and one of those uh, quote unquote monks, and I'm doing air quotes right now, but you obviously can't see me, but if you've ever received a little gold sticker, it says like live smooth. Or some shit like that and live easy or whatever. And then like a little plastic bracelet. Just know that you got scammed. And you found out after the fact. Because you know that that monk quote unquote with the air quotes again. Uh, is a scammer. I read I did some reading on this. And I definitely got scammed by one of these motherfuckers man. Uh, I was still working on the strip at the time. This gentleman came up to me. And he put the bracelet on my hand and then he gave me like this little gold sticker. And then he opened up this book and was like, all right, now write down how much of a donation you're going to put. So from what I've read and understand is that they'll do this. And then when you give like, okay, I'll, you know, you get guilted into giving like two, three dollars or something like that. They'll try to con you out of more money, you know, and basically you just got to stay on your ground. But fuck you. I'm not giving you a goddamn thing, you know, so. Um, best of luck to anyone that has not been scammed by one of these monks. Um, keep your eyes out. Apparently they're saying, you know, the, the article I was reading was saying, you know, monks aren't just going to go out there and solicit you for money and they're not going to scam you and all this other stuff. So it's just interesting to me to see monks even in Las Vegas, but they're out there and Lord knows what they're getting into, you know, but hey, to each their own. I'm not judging anybody, but don't get scammed by these motherfuckers, man, because they will take your money. Um, just don't let them take more than you're willing to give if you're willing to give, which you shouldn't because they're scamming people. So, um, yeah, just uh, just look out for that. I want to know how many of other people have actually gotten caught with it. Because after the fact, I was just like, motherfucker, you got my ass. Good job. So, um, last week... I'd also posted something. To, this was on my on my uh, my main page about this TV show called The Premise, and it's produced by B.J. Novak, who was on The Office. I can't remember his uh, character's name, but he started off like the intern, and uh, you know he he was one of the main characters. I guess I guess the whole show was nothing but main characters, but whatever. So B.J. Novak, he is uh, producing, executive producing this show called The Premise, and basically. When I read it, I thought it was just going to be straight comedy. But then when I actually watched the first two episodes, I realized that it wasn't just comedy. Uh, especially not in the second episode, because boy, that one was... Woo. Um, so, the way that I described it to some folks was, it's Black Mirror, but way more relevant. 
you know, because Black Mirror was just, um, I feel like Black Mirror was more so just like hypotheticals or um, just kind of like set in, you know, a far-fetched, you know, uh, realm or whatever you want to call it. But the premise is really like it's rooted in like real shit. You know what I'm saying? So I it, don't go into it expecting it to be like Black Mirror because it's not it's not like Black Mirror, but it's similar to it as far as like, you know, oh, what if this happened or, you know, uh, but every episode is different. So far, there's two episodes aired. The first episode was pretty funny. But again, it's relevant because it's shit that we see happening. Uh, just with a little twist to it. So uh, check it out, man. I really like it. I think it's a cool show. I hope it gets multiple seasons. Um, if you've watched it, you know, tell other people to check it out. I do believe it's on. I think it's on FX. Because I know uh, Hulu and FX got this thing where it's like, you know, they, they'll have shows that show only on Hulu. And then they've got shows that air on regular TV and then they the next day they're available on hulu so whatever the premise go check it out it's a good episode uh, good tv show um you know share it with your with your quote-unquote woke friends see what they think um especially that second episode second episode with john bernthal deals with like uh guns and stuff like that gun violence and i think it was a uh it was a brilliant take on the whole situation so i'd be very interested in seeing what other people felt about that episode so uh check it out let me know what you think um so i i was uh i've seen seen this being brought up quite a few times before and i'm starting to feel like it it it's gonna happen at some point and i don't know if it's necessary but with the success of versus you know, obviously with it being something that popped off during, you know, the entire quarantine and, you know, it, it went from being just about the producers and DJs to being about the artists to being about groups and stuff like that. And so now there's more comedians kind of throwing around the idea of doing a comedy versus which in in my mind, that's just like a roast. You know, like if you go up there and you guys are just roasting each other, then that's one thing. Like if y'all just cracking jokes the whole time, um, I don't know. I personally don't see how it would quite work out because with with comedy, so, well, with stand-up comedy, some comics build the joke and then, boom, they hit you with the punchline. Like, not a whole lot of comics can just come out and just start the joke and then just like, you know, the I guess like the run-of-the-mill format is boom, 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 and then it is what it is. So I, I've seen Cat Williams talk about it quite a bit i remember some years ago he brought up him and uh him and steve harvey doing something along those lines i don't know if it actually ever went down but it just to me i don't think it i don't i don't like the concept of it i really don't i don't think it's necessary because it like again it's like what's the format you know what's the entire format like do you guys get x amount of time to tell a joke like what if you don't get to finish your joke then obviously you got to be good with your delivery and and your setups and your punches and stuff like that but it to me, stand-up comedy doesn't translate to, like, a battle situation unless you guys are just up there snapping on each other. You know, if that's the case, then have at it. But I I just personally, I don't, I don't think it's a good concept. But knowing that, you know, multiple people have kind of spoken out about it, it's probably going to happen at some point. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it does work out. 
but I just don't see it. You know, I'm curious to know what folks think about that. It just, you know, again, I I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good idea, man. And personally, while I'm on the subject, I would really like for verses to go back to being about the producers. You know, because um, I know Alchemist and Just Blaze, they went on tour doing something similar to that, doing like a, a sound clash or whatever. And they kind of started the whole thing. But then uh, I remember Just Blaze and Swiss Beats, they did their whole thing. And then Timbaland and Swiss Beats turned it into like an actual business and everything, which is cool because, you know, when you've got these artists and their catalogs start to see a boost in sales and streams and stuff like that, that's fucking dope. You know, it's uh, it's people being exposed to certain artists or certain producers and groups. But at the core of it, I think it's dope to just see the producers doing it. And personally, what I would have liked to have seen is... Uh, the format that Just Blaze and Swiss Beats were actually going to do was, okay, we pick these instruments. Like, I, you know, you have these many instruments, I have these many instruments. And when I say instruments, I'm talking about sounds inside their uh, their beat machines. So it's like, all right, we'll use a snare, a clap, a hi-hat, you know, a sample, and, you know, an 808 drum. And then they got to come up with the beat. To me, that dis- is a better display of your artistry versus just playing a bunch of beats that you've already made. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the concept of playing a bunch of beats that you've already made because sometimes it'll have you in that 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 uh, that mindset of, oh, damn, I remember when this beat came out and I was this age and I was here at this time in my life because, you know, it brings up some nostalgia. Or it's, oh, shit, I didn't know that so-and-so made this beat, you know, which I imagine was a lot of, you know, that was a lot of that going on during those initial stages of verses because, you know, folks will, you know, play their beat and be like, oh, damn, I didn't know he made that. Or, oh, I forgot so-and-so made that, you know. But I really like the idea of just saying, okay, take these sounds and make a beat. You know, you got X amount of time to do it and then just flip it as many times you need to, you know, use your samples and stuff like that. I would like to see it go into something like that, you know. Um, I... Again, I like the concept of verses, but it it almost feels like it's lost some of its luster. Only because it, you got to look at some of the folks they're having do their you know do these uh, these little verses, like Fat Joe and Ja Rule. I didn't watch any of it. I haven't seen any clips or anything like that. I'm sure it was entertaining, um, but it seems like the most that came from it was the whole thing with Ashanti and Nelly. So that kind of overshadowed the entire verses you know now obviously the the one that people really wanted to see was ja rule and and uh 50 cent but that's probably not going to happen because just going based off the shit that we know about those two guys they can't even really be in the same room with one another you know so i don't know there's i think some of the verses that i know that i would want to see is more producer driven and i know one that i threw out to a few people only because I feel like there's a good storyline to it, is uh, I'd like to see Pharrell and Missy go beat for beat. Because folks, feel, people tend to forget that Missy is really good when it comes to the production side. Like, she's already solidified herself as an icon when it comes to her music. I know a lot of people don't realize that, you know, she's as good as she is, or they may not feel that she's as good as she's kind of touted to be. But when it comes to her production, like, her production is on point. <laughs> So I think her and Pharrell could go toe-to-toe because they both come from 
the the uh, the the family tree of Teddy Riley, and that would have been the time to do it because Teddy Riley was the mentor to Missy and Timbaland and Pharrell, and they've all worked together in some capacity. So that would have been dope to see it kind of branch off like that and just to see them. But plus, Missy and Pharrell, they both, when it comes to the production, they both have a very futuristic sound, you know, or it's just a sound that it doesn't it doesn't age. You know, so there's songs that you can listen to that, whether it be Pharrell or the Neptunes produced, and you listen to it now, and it still sounds very relevant to this day. And the same with a lot of Missy songs. If you go back to, like, her first two or three albums, there's songs in there that sound very relevant to today. You know, they sound like it's something that just came out. So I think that would be a cool verse to set up. Um, Because it, for the folks that know me, they know that I believe that Alchemist is, like, the greatest producer of all time. And I would have loved to see him and Havoc uh, of, of Mob Deep go toe-to-toe, you know. So there's, I don't know, there's a lot of verses that I think should happen. But because it's a business now, I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Because some of those guys don't strike me as someone wanting to do it for the business aspect. You know, and some of them just want to do it for, like, the, 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 the crowd reaction and the love of the music or whatever. But I think if there's certain things, if there's certain verses that they can put together and make happen, then it'll still be good for, you know, as much as I hate to say it, the culture. But it'll also be dope because, you know, these artists can get some more money, they get paid, and their streams go up. And, you know, the same way that, like, uh, the Locks and Dipset, that whole thing was pretty much a setup for them to go on tour. Granted, they had already planned on going going on tour prior to, to their verses, but... We see, you know, we see where that leads. Like, I guarantee if you were to look at the locks of streams prior to the verses, they're nowhere near what they are right now. And same with Dipset. So it just, going back to my original point, I don't think a comedy versus is necessary. You know, unless somebody can come up with like a really solid format of how they would actually go in there and and compete with one another the same way that they do with music. I just, I don't see why it's even necessary. And again, maybe necessary isn't the word, but it's just, I don't see a format that would work for comedy to do a versus. Like I said, it's just in my mind, that's just a roast. Like y'all just going up there and y'all just joning on each other. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, man. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm probably not. So, um, so yeah. What y'all think? Hmm? I'm curious to know what y'all think about that. So let me know. Hit me up. Um. Also, so I when I first saw this, I thought it was a joke, but it's it's clearly not a joke, and I think it should be scrapped because I don't think it's a good idea. So I can't remember exactly who all's involved with it. I do believe um, I I just I don't all the names attached to it. Just I draw a blank right now, but. I think they should just scrap the whole idea and just do away with it and not ever mention it again. So there, I, I'm not sure what network is doing this, but there's an activist uh, series competition or whatever. So basically think American Idol or um, So You Think You Can Dance, America's Got Talent, but for activism. It sounds silly, right? And f- from what I read, it's like they're competing to get funding for whatever their their cause is. And that, that just seems stupid. 
it's like they're monetizing, you know, wokeness, as I saw somebody put it, you know, the monetization of wokeness. And I think that's a very horrible idea because it's downplaying the importance of actually like having a cause. You know, so you're going up there, you're tap dancing for these celebrities to say, you know what, your cause is more important than the other one, so we're going to give you funding. Like, think about how stupid that is. That that just doesn't make any sense to me. So I truly hope whoever came up with that idea, whoever's behind it, um, whatever celebrities are attached to it, like, please come to your senses and just scrap it. And I don't know why I'm saying that shit, because I know, like, my voice is so small on the grand scale of things. Um, but it would be nice if somebody heard this and started to raise a fuss about it, even more of a fuss than there already was, because it just doesn't make any sense. Like you can't put one cause above above another. That's so stupid because all these causes are important. Most of them. I'll say the majority of causes are important, but there are some, there, there are some causes that it's like, okay, come on, man. Like, really? You really pushing for that? But when it comes to like a legitimate cause and and a, a, a stance that someone has involving human rights or just equality or justice or anything like that like there's no reason why they should be competing with one another and I was going to try to avoid talking about this because I it was just kind of a touchy thing for me or whatever but I recently got into a, uh, a conversation with a friend of mine and it was based on on all this shit that's going on with the Haitians at the border about how they were, you know, being whipped by fucking border patrol on horses and stuff like that. And my friend brought up, well, there are still kids in cages. Okay. Both situations are fucked up, right? Both situations are fucked up. You can't say one situation is more fucked up than the other because they're both fucked up. But you can only put out one fire at a time. Now, that's not to say that one cause needs to be put on the back burner over the other. But we also know that how the way social media works, the way just TV, radio, just the media in general works, they put the focus on what's important at the time. Now, obviously, when, you know, our former president was in office, he he did and said so much that warranted everybody putting him under the, the microscope. And all the shit that he did was... Oh, he's locking kids in cages. Oh, he wants to build this wall. Oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. But then once he's out of there, we start focusing on other shit. Oh, Afghanistan. This is going on in Afghanistan. Oh, you know, uh, people are being kicked out of their homes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, all this shit is fucked up. It's all fucked up. And you, you don't necessarily have to zero in on one cause and say, this is the cause that is important to me and I'm fuck everything else. Because then you have to start thinking about who you sound like. You know, and fortunately enough, me and my friend, we, we've had these kind of conversations and sometimes they can get a little, you know, they can get a little spicy. But it just, it, it, it bothered me because it's like, that's not something that you, you, you can't put one above the other. And just because it's not on my radar doesn't mean that I don't care. I care about all this shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It just... It, like I said, at the end of the day, it's all fucked up, you know. And I think a lot of times we we post shit on instant uh, on on social media because we feel like that's the best that we can do, you know. Especially when you feel like your voice is so small, um, 
but you you try to get out and you try to be helpful and you try to my suggestion is just to try to find an organization that you can actually do something and try to help make a change. And I'm even talking to myself, you know. I feel like there's little things here and there that I do to try to help out, but I think it's easy to repost something on on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook because it gives us that warm fuzzy. And it's like, oh, well, this, I'm part of the cause. I'm part of the resistance. And that's cool. Like, awareness is definitely a key part of activism. But at the end of the day, it's like you still got to put in a little bit more work. And that's not to shame anybody. You know what I mean? Because some folks are in the position to do it where they can reach in their pocket and give to a cause. You know? But not everybody's in that position. But we are all in a position to at least say, what can I do other than just posting about it on Instagram? What can I do other than arguing about it with other people that are just not going to see eye to eye with me? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if someone's willing to hear you out and to accept the the, the message that you're trying to, to give them. But if somebody's got their mind made up and you're trying to get them to change their mind, you've already lost. Like, just stop. Just stop. Because I just I personally don't see the point in arguing with someone that already has their mind made up. It just it you're wasting everybody's time. So, yeah, man. Give a fuck about something, but don't downplay it when other people don't give a fuck about what you give a fuck about. Because we all give a fuck about something that nobody else gives a fuck about. And that's perfectly fine. It's okay for that. But don't guilt people into giving a fuck about something that you give a fuck about. That's a lot of fuckabouts. How many fuckabouts was that? I don't know. 27. So, yeah. That's my rant on that, man. I love everybody, all right? I don't hate nobody. I don't hate nobody. There's a lot, you know, yeah, I don't hate nobody. I hate nobody. So, I think it was last week or the week before. The uh, the old Met Gala was on TV, and per the usual, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, look at so and so," and then you got a handful of people's like, "I don't get this shit. This is stupid. This is you know, these people out here wearing these expensive gowns and suits and shit, but there's kids in cages and." Now, personally, I I don't get the Met Gala. I don't understand it. I'm not quite sure what it is. I'm pretty sure somebody who's way more in tune with the fashion world and celebrityism that gets it. But like, is it a party? Like, do does everybody go inside and like do y'all sit down and like have dinner and then there's like a DJ and shit? Because like, if it was an actual event, then I get it. You know, it's just like it's almost like that first week of school. Like, we know. Growing up, that first week of school is just a fucking fashion show. At least that's how it was when I was growing up. You got your best clothes and, like, some folks will strategize it where it's like, all right, the first three days of school, I'm going to just wear old clothes. And then Thursday come around, boom, I'm going to wear my new clothes. And then I'll still have new clothes left over for next week. You know what I mean? But I just, what is the point of the Met Gala? And then the fact that they have to pay as much as they do for those fucking tickets, like, that's crazy. I think it's something around $30,000 a ticket. That's wild, man. You know, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure maybe that money goes towards some kind of a charity or or a cause. And if it doesn't, that's cool. But I just, I don't get it. You know, and 
it seems as if these folks like really care about this shit because they get to be in front of the camera and it gets to be, oh, look at me. I can afford to be at these places. You know, this on the outside looking in, that's what it comes off as. And it seems as if this this is another act of exclusivity being seen as like a form of currency. Right. Because when when there's an exchange of something and we agree, okay, this piece of paper is worth one dollar. I'm going to give you this piece of paper because I feel it is worth whatever I'm paying you for is one dollar. And the person that is selling something says, I agree with you. This is worth one dollar. So I will exchange this piece of whatever for your one dollar. And that's an exchange right there. Right. But there seems to be this weird thing. And it's it's nothing new. But it's like we we see exclusivity as a currency. Take, for instance, uh, tennis shoes. You know, I, I've been very vocal about this before. I think I know maybe five sneakerheads that aren't fucking weirdos. You know, and if you're a sneakerhead and I think you're a weirdo, then, you know, that's nothing against you. I just think you're a weirdo. Like, you're probably still a great person. But I personally just don't understand the sneakerhead culture. Especially for the ones that are buying these shits to hoard them and then to just keep them or, you know, turn around and sell them and up the price or whatever. But it's definitely seen as a form of currency because I was able to buy these shoes and you weren't. So in some way that makes that person feel better than everybody else. And I'm not saying that's everybody's mindset. But there, that's a lot of people's mindsets. Like, oh, man, you couldn't get him. You fucking broke. You a broke boy. But it's it's not just with that. You know what I'm saying? It, just, it seems to be prevalent in, like, in the fashion world. Like, the more money you spend, the better you are than other people. It's like, you want to impress me? Tell me how much you didn't pay for some shit. You know what I mean? But if it's just like, oh, I got invited to this and you didn't, so I'm just going to turn my nose up to you. That's fucking crazy. Because why wouldn't you want everybody to have access to something? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's the dumbest shit to brag about. And maybe some people don't see it as bragging. But I'm pretty sure a lot of folks do. You know, so it's like, look, if it makes you feel good about being invited to this shit, then, you know, by all means. But I don't know, man. I, Me personally, and this is not to really go too deep in, down into the rabbit hole, but I know that when it comes to me and as far as like me podcasting and, you know, just wanting to be involved in the entertainment industry in some aspect. I know that if, if if I woke up tomorrow, if I go to bed tonight and I woke up tomorrow and I just popped, I popped and everybody knew who I was, I would only want that to go but so far. Because I think we all like attention, right? We all like attention, whether or not you want to admit to it. You you like attention, whether it be from one person, whether it be from five people, whether it be from millions of people. We all like attention, but some people want to control who they get the attention from. That's fair to assume, right? You know, you may just want f- attention from your spouse or you may want attention from your kids 
or your parents or an aunt or an uncle or somebody that you're interested in. You know, you may want the the attention and affection from just one person and that's it. Me personally, I can own up to that. I can say, you know, I don't mind attention, but I definitely wanted to stay at a certain level. You know what I mean? So I would love to be in a position to where I'm getting invited to all these fucking fancy shows and shit like that. And just to say, you know what? No, I'm good. Because that's not me. I know I'd way rather be sitting on the couch playing video games or just watching my kids do funny shit around the house or whatever, you know? But I feel like a lot of these folks, like, they crave that shit because it's, like, validation for them. You know, even even on social media, like, we do and we say shit and we post certain things because it's validation. It validates that we're cool or it validates that we've made it in life. You know, but because deep down, a lot of people don't believe that shit. But yeah, man, when I get famous, uh, and I don't even want to say famous. When I get to a point to where, like, I'm getting invitations for shit, just know that I'm not going. And maybe I won't get invited to shit, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But, like, yeah, invite me, but don't invite me. That's my little rant about that. Anywho, um, so... I've decided that the the tail end segment is no longer going to be called shit I'll never understand. I'm just going to call it things that make me go, hmm. You know, like that uh, that song by CNC Music Factory. Things that make you go, hmm. You heard it before. No, I'm, actually, a lot of you probably never heard it before. Little Young Thundercats. But yeah, so the uh, this segment will now be called Things That Make Me Go Hmm. And so for today, the thing that makes me go hmm is boomerangs. And I'm talking about not the actual like throwing a boomerang, but the boomerangs like on, on Instagram and shit like that. You know, the one where folks are doing the cheers and their hand goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth or, you know. Dudes are throwing up gang signs and he's, you know, just keep bouncing back and forth. Why? And this is not a knock to people for doing it. I just, okay, it's a fun filter, I guess. It's a feature that, that's available and people like doing it. But, like, why? Like, I've always just wondered, like, what's the point of it? And I got plenty of friends. That anytime they go out, they do, you know, cheers, toast, salute. Salute, you know, and it's cool. And I've, you know, I've told them before, it's like, look, don't ask me to do that shit. Because if you ask me to do it, I'm not going to do it. I want to do it. I think it's corny. But if you don't think it's corny, that's perfectly fine. All day. If you want to, if your story is nothing but boomerangs, more power to you. But if I ask you, like, why do you do that? Don't get mad because I'm curious. Like, I, I genuinely want to know. It's like, why do you like these so much? Take the picture, record the video, and post it. Stop cheersing everywhere you go. So I'm going to start to think you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Beer, boomerang. Shots, boomerang. Sh- more shots, boomerang. More shots, boomerang. Why so many boomerangs, man? I don't get it. But anyways. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. Uh, I promise this seems a little bit more ranty than the last few episodes, but um, I love everybody, man. I love all y'all. I really do. Uh, I do appreciate you taking some time to listen to this episode. 
Um, if you are not following the account on Instagram, you can find me on there. So what y'all think, all one word. If you have any ideas, suggestions, comments, concerns for the show, if you want to be a guest or something like that, you got music, you got something that you want to plug, hit me up. We'll talk about it. We'll put it out there. You shoot me an email at so what y'all think at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, this is available wherever you get your podcast. So there's a link in my IG bio. Smash that link. Oh, never mind. That's for the the the, uh, the subscription on YouTube. But yeah, um, hit the link. Find your provider of choice. Follow the show. Also, please, please, please uh, review the show. Leave us uh, leave a rating. Rate and review the show, please. You know, five stars for sure. Put me up there in the uh, in the top list. Make sure everybody is having access to the podcast. And again, uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time. And until next episode, much love. Peace. <laughs>